Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back and let's chat about what is happening up in the sky above us today, Friday, July 9th, 2021. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? Today's the full moon, not the full moon. Why do I keep saying that? Today is the new moon. It'll happen about 6.17 p.m. this evening, my time, West Coast time, about 9.17 p.m. for those of you on the East Coast. And for those of you further over east across the Atlantic Ocean, it'll be more like tomorrow morning, uh, very early in the morning, about 1.17 p.m. or a.m. So we have the potential for a lot of new energy coming in. And this energy is in Cancer. So it gives us this opportunity to choose thriving over just surviving. And as we talked about earlier in the week on Wednesday, when we came on, I really went more into the new moon on that day, but it is uh, primarily affecting us in a way to create a path to expansion or to ascension, if you will, to be able to evolve. That's the bottom line, evolution as the gate in your human design that this new moon sits at is the gate 53. And that is called the gate of expansion or super abundance in the highest expression of it. In the lowest expression of it, it becomes the shadow of, oh my gosh, that just went right out of my head. What was the shadow energy here? The shadow in the 53 is, oh yeah, immaturity where we take steps too soon before we're ready, before the fruit is ripe, pulling it off the tree, trying to eat it and finding it to be sour, right? It's not ready yet. So it has a lot to do with timing. It has a lot to do with being prepared for the movement, uh, the, the ascension, if you will, of, uh, or the evolution of our consciousness. I see we have a lot of people already jumping in and saying good morning. So we have Christine, hello there to you. And everybody, please send out warm hugs and healing wishes to our Asa. She was feeling a little under the weather yesterday. Today, she's much better. Um, but still, let's surround her with some love and some light and some healing energy. JLo, good morning to you. Carol Grojean, good morning. Allison D, great to see you. And Corey, hello. And I'm sure there are others of you that will be joining us here uh, shortly. There's always this lag that happens. And I find that so disconcerting, right? <laughs> There's this lag between what I see here and what I see on, say, Facebook or on uh, YouTube, especially on YouTube. Uh, oh my gosh, Linda Dennis, hello. She says, I'm finally awake in time to join you instead of listening later. Well, it's great to have you with us, Linda. I hope everything is going well in your life. Hi, Pauline. It's good to see you. And hopefully everybody is prepared for a weekend. A weekend, if I had to sort of look at the characteristics of it. It is a weekend that affords us change, right? If we're willing and if we're able to move forward, we have that opportunity. It affords us the opportunity for that climbing up or that evolution, not in a hierarchical way, but for us to climb the spiral or move up the spiral of consciousness. And um, if we take a look then at Sunday, Sunday, the planet Mercury, who is just recently exited the retro shade zone, right? The, the last couple of weeks of the shadow uh, zone that he has uh, was in since his uh, retrograde ended. 
then we find we're in a new um, territory with that. Mercury's moving into Cancer over the weekend, and that gives us access to new energy. He's been in the sign of Gemini since May. And you know, for the little planet who's moving usually between three to four weeks a sign, right, that that was an extended period of time. And that's where his retrograde cycle was at, was in Gemini. So now we're taking all of the possibilities that maybe were generated within us during that period of time. The uh, seeding of new information, the seeding of potential. And now as we're being asked to nurture it, right, to, to coddle it, to let it start to, to grow, feeding it the energy it needs, um, giving it the, the vitamins, the minerals, the all the uh, good antioxidants that something, an idea or a plant or a person needs in order to grow into its full expression of itself. So we have a, a lot of potential in this weekend then. So I wanted to start today by doing something that we haven't done in a while. And that is to, for some of you who are new, um, we used to do on a weekly basis, the Rosie stories, the Wisdom Keepers Inner Guidebook stories. And Rosie Aronson, if you don't know who she is, she is a great human design Gene Keys person. She does a lot of, of uh, readings, but not counseling, I would say. She's more of the counseling type of person. And she did a deck of cards. And we had her on the show about a year ago, I guess it was, maybe a little bit longer, you know how time flies. And she did a deck of cards called The Wisdom Keepers. Um, and here we have these lovely little faces. And here's the face of the gate 53, where the sun and moon will be later today when they go into the new phase. And you can see that the uh, highest expression here uh, or one of the gift expressions is expansion energy. So I want to read you the stories, right? The stories that we haven't done in a long time. So here's our card. Look at her lovely face with the little thunderbird up there on her forehead. The um, cards that Rosie does have a lot of uh, symbolic meaning kind of woven into the card. And even on the back, you see that she has the key is in the dragonfly, right? That is the reason, one of the reasons why I did the, the dragonfly on my own wrist was that the key is there in the dragonfly, the pathway to freedom, right? And that's what this is all about. So in the Wisdom Keepers guidebook that comes with the Oracle cards, um, she has a wisdom story and then a gift that she gives to us and then questions for contemplation. So let's read this, shall we? Because I think it'll help us to tune in, to fine tune uh, what that new moon is going to be about this afternoon or this evening. So here we go. And let me just remind you, as you begin to accept that life has its own plan and flow, you also begin to stop interfering with the process at a mental level. The city of this particular gate, 53, right? I'm on the wrong one. Hello. <laughs> you would think Mercury is still retrograde for all the issues I'm having here this morning. Shall we start again? Okay. So it says true growth expands beyond its comfort zone. It is continually transcending its last level. The city is superabundance. The shadow is immaturity, but the gift is expansion. So we can all reach up to expansion. And here's the wisdom story. There was always balance and simplicity amongst my people. Nature provided us with what we needed and we never took more. We each had our roles and contributed to the community. All of us prospered. 
During the time of modernization, my family moved into an Arctic town to participate in contemporary life. My husband struggled to learn the language and ways of the new culture. He couldn't find work. I had a flair for language and took advantage of available educational programs. Soon, I found a job in a weaving shop and became the primary wage earner for our family. My husband fell into a deep depression. Alcohol made him solemn, controlling, and abusive. He forbade me from trying new things and accused me of stealing his rightful place as head of the family. I felt frightened and trapped in my marriage. Driven to break free, I ran towards change. At first, I was fickle, hopping from opportunity to opportunity and often dropping the ball. But then I used my head, combining my traditional weaving skills and new training to launch my own clothing business. As I studied the modern world, my marketing improved and business grew. Soon, I was able to leave my husband. Determined to become, to remain, excuse me, independent, I read books about the fascination wealthy moderners had for my people, our spiritual traditions and belief in reincarnation. I created a line of high-end sacred cloaks for affluent seekers. Blessed by Inuit shamans, they were sure they were to be used in meditation and during burials to enhance the soul's chance for a favorable incarnation. The cloaks hit a chord in the market. My ambitions grew with the size of my bank account, stress levels, and the complexity of my life. I expanded the line and started to mass produce using artificial materials and refusing to see how I was misusing sacred traditions and taking advantage of modern people's fear of death and longing for spirit. It wasn't until I visited one of our factories in China that I discovered how poorly our workers were treated and how much garbage our factory produced. I was horrified to see how, unfathomab how unfathomably far I'd drifted from my roots. I'd become a lonely, greedy, and immature person. So I sold my business and donated my money and time to support disenfranchised indigenous peoples, integrate their authentic wisdom into the world where spirit was sorely missing and to restore the health of our home, the earth. My work is still expanding, but my life is simple and balanced. Finally, I know what true prosperity is. My gift to you. I bring the gift of expansion. There is something in your life that you've outgrown. It's time to move beyond your comfort zone. If you've been holding tightly to an opinion, identity, vision, or worldview, it's time to let it go. If you've been trying to reject a part of your past or your life, assuming it has no gift for you, it is time to embrace it. Surrender your intellect and watch everything become more simple and efficient. The mind has trouble understanding how everything is always passing away and beginning again. But the truth is that the synthesis is happening all the time. You are forever becoming whole. In the end, all that matters is expansion through the heart. Questions for contemplation now. Do you sometimes feel overcome with sadness? Are you walling yourself off from the world and new experiences? Do you often begin things and never complete them? Have you outgrown a part of your life? Are you afraid to let go? Are you growing too fast at the expense of your life's balance? If you weren't afraid to expand, what might you expand into? Oof. If you weren't afraid to expand, what might you expand into? Love that story. And I will bet that you can see a lot of the cancer themes here, 
right? The struggle between tradition and the modernism, the struggle to maintain a balance between home and family from traditions and the something new, right? Setting up new traditions, the essentialness of ritual in a modern world that has released its ability to come, you know, to um, come into a ritual of sorts. So lots of really good themes there in that. Uh, let's see here. How's everybody doing? Let's see. Angel Star Karma, good morning to you. And uh, any questions about anything we just read? Pauline says, what happens with Neptune this week? I'm trying to figure why delusion of reality dreams got popped. Why your dream, did you have a dream or something and you awakened from the dream? Miss um, uh, Pauline, because I think, oh, I thought, sorry, I thought I had a question there. Uh, because I think a lot of what's happening right now is there are things that we've been holding on to, right? Um, and it could be a dream. It could be a dream that you have, but that it maybe wasn't the right dream for you because sometimes, you know, we, we adopt an idea or a dream, a project, a business, a family, <laughs> a situation that really wasn't in our best interest. And then the universe will come along at a time like this and sort of pop that, right? So that it's, you're in the dark of the moon right now. So from now until 6, 17 PM this evening, and Pauline, I'm not sure where you live. So maybe Eastern time zone, 9, 17 PM this evening, then the potential for creating something new comes about. But yes, of course, Neptune is in the background. Neptune is um, at a gate in human design that is kind of perpetrating a, a restlessness upon us, uh, a need for uh, chaos. And so some people are actually feeding into the chaos as a, a way to sort of get themselves moving in a new direction. And others are succumbing to the chaos and they don't, they're just sort of crumbling, you know, apart, don't know what to do, don't know which way to go. And either way, it isn't a bad thing, right? Even the, the worst thing that can happen, which is everything popping and blowing up on you, can open up a pathway for something new, right? Because if it isn't meant to be, then likely there are a lot of struggles attached to it. If it is meant to be, then usually it's not that it's not uh, with challenge, it's not without challenges, but it seems to have a better flow to it. So don't let yourself get disillusioned. Don't let yourself start leaping into and out of things just because it feels sort of restless right now. Allow yourself to just sit with your heart. I had this conversation. This is so freaking interesting because I had this conversation uh, with my daughter yesterday, a, a pseudo conversation. She's at work, so we're texting. And uh, she's like, I, I feel lost. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what to do. I'm not happy where I am. So what do I do? Do you know a life counselor? Oh my God. Or a life coach. I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, of course. I know someone that can help you. <laughs> and she's sitting right in front of you. Why don't you ask for help when you need it? And so she and I are getting together tomorrow and I'm going to help guide her through a process of listening to her heart. So many of us have had issues around that in the recent past where we have this conditioning that's telling us, well, you have to make money, you have to pay your bills, you have to be able to do this. And that means sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do. And 
that means then I can't follow my heart, right? I can't really go where I want to go. I can't do things with the people that I want to do it with. Um, but that really is our buying into fear. So we have to dig a little bit. Sometimes we have to go underneath and see, well, what's our fear? Is there a fear? It can be a fear of starting something new. It can be a fear that if you fail, then you've wasted time or you've wasted money or resources, or you've wasted other people's time, money or resources. So first we have to get clear about what it is that we really desire. You have to come here and you have to really work with this. And because we're in the dark of the moon, this is a perfect time, right? It's the perfect time to start gathering up your intentions or to start really looking in inward to see what would really make you happy. And there's a great question I ask sometimes, and that is, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? Think of your life as a blank tapestry or a blank slate, a tabula rasa. And what would you write upon it, right? You're the storyteller. You're the creator. You're the intention setter. You're the manifester, not in type, but you're the manifester of your life. So what is it that you want? And allow yourself without the mind telling you what you can have, what you can't have, and the disaster that's waiting for you if you go in that direction. Just allow yourself to sit with the heart and, and in this dark of this moon before we get to the new moon. And maybe make a list of things. Jot some notes down about what, it, what would you do? What would you love? Who would you be? Who would you do things with? Where would you do these things? How would you do them? These are just thoughts that are connecting you to your passion, right? To your passion, to what you love. And when you do this, you're taking out the fear. Now, immediately after you have this list or you have this kind of, of uh, canvas that's begun, the fears are gonna start coming up, right? Or the, the, the yappy voice that's telling you why you can't have it or why that's not practical or why that's not for you. And what I want you to do is embrace those voices, right? You don't want to keep pushing them away because they are a valid part of who you are and they are giving you information, right? There's information encoded in those fears and that information tells you where your mind has been, right? So if you have a fear that says, um, uh, that's not going to make me any money, whose voice is that really? Is it the voice of your father that you heard when you were a kid and you were deciding where you wanted to go to school or what you wanted to be when you grew up? Telling you, no, you can't be an artist. Artists don't make money. How are you going to feed your family? Right? That voice wasn't your own. That was somebody else's fear, somebody else's issue or somebody else's reality. And you took it in. So you have to acknowledge that. You have to see, oh, yeah, that's that's not even my fear. That, that came to me from the conditioning field, from my parents, from my background, from my culture, from my social uh, sphere, from my, my, um, ex my conditioning of, from friends and family and teachers and, and all of that. So when you can acknowledge the fear, love the fear, right? You don't want to push it away. You want to embrace it. You want to bring it in. And what I usually tell people to do at this point is you're acknowledging this fear, make this fear as big as it can be. And by that, I mean, what is the worst that can happen based on that fear? The worst, of course, is that you'll die, right? That's the worst fear, right? If I do this, I'm going to die. 
I'm going to die in so many different ways, right? I may physically die. I may mentally, emotionally, whatever, die, right? That's our primal uh, human fear is dying because we don't know for sure what happens on the other side. So if that's your biggest fear, then all you have to do is put your arms around that fear, maybe bring it in, a, bring in a color, make it pink, make it white, make it gold, and just love that fear because we're all going to take that journey to death, right? And I doubt that starting a new business is going to kill you, right? If you start to kind of, you know, make light of this fear while loving it and just observe it, where is it in your body? Where is it in your soul? Where is it in your heart? You know, where is it in your outer uh, energy field and watch what happens as you start to allow it as you start to love it as you allow yourself to to be something more than just that fear to not be defined by that fear right what would happen wow what would happen if if you let go of all that fear and you could just do what you wanted to do right so i know some of you out there want are you know want to have things or you want to have relationships or you want to go somewhere or you want to create something what is stopping you right at the this point of a new moon especially one as powerful as this one where we have the human design gate of beginnings or of um embracing expansion and we have a new moon in cancer that's very nurturing of whatever it is that we lay down at this moment in time um you have a prime opportunity to make some key changes in your life. Why keep pussyfooting around, right? Why keep dabbling and doing and throwing things out? And I mean, I'm not saying that it's wrong to throw things out or to stop things, especially if they're the wrong things for you. Um, but sometimes we're just, you know, doing the cancer dance, right? The cancer crab dance, right? Where we're coming sideways into all the things that we want to do. We're not really meeting it head on. So this is your opportunity to meet things head on and to create from the heart, to really set the intention of what it is that you desire to live from here. And even in the face of a fear that's like, oh, no, I'm scared. I'm, I'm going to, you know, whatever, right? Fill in the blanks, right? But you can do this. Right? You can do this. Uh, okay, so uh, questions, comments, embrace and emerge into the flow. Sue McCarthy, hello there to you. That's great to say. And uh, Asa says, and my design Mercury's in gate 53. It's your time, Asa. It's your time, right? So let's make the time useful. Let's put it to good use. Why waste the time? You know, you're, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, our lives are relatively short. I mean, it may feel like, you know, 80, 90 years is a long time. But when you are living it, it goes by in a flash. So in that span of time, the universe, the backdrop of the universe has maybe not even moved a degree, right? So we're here and in a flash, we're gone. So make the best of this, right? Make the best of your time, live your life fully, live your life in your heart and follow your inner voice, not the conditioned voice that comes from outside of you. All right. So that takes us to the new moon anyway, and uh, the power of that moon. Now I wanna take a look and um, kind of solidify what some of the mercury energy is bringing us over the weekend. So bear with me here for one moment. 
uh, I got to bring up the graphic that I want to show you and go back here to share my screen window. Yes. All right. So now I want to talk a bit about Mercury, whose move into Cancer is on Sunday. And Mercury for the month of July really bringing us into a cycle completion. Now, how apropos is that, right? A cycle completion that's also encouching a beginning, right? Something new that's coming up because of a cycle that is in completion. So the post-retrograde shadow ended on July 7th. So that was just day before yesterday. And that happened when Mercury passed back through the 25 degree of Gemini mark. So wherever that is in your, uh, your chart is telling you where the end of the Mercury retrograde is for you by house and by whatever house issues there are and what was coming up in your life. So um, if you had, say, let's say Mercury was in your third house, then you might have had issues happening around your mind, about your communication style, about your internet, about your computers, about your technologies and things like that. And now we have come to the end of that cycle and Mercury is now on Sunday moving into Cancer. So the energy shifting from a, a masculine sort of information air orientation to now a very feminine and emotional orientation. So Mercury as a, a planet that brings us communication that is related to our minds, is related to um, everything to do with the, the, the movement of energy on the planet, including things like transportation, right? There's that always, um, is going to be in an, a very emotional sign. So now we have the potential for speaking with emotion for the emotions to be sort of, you know, on our sleeves and for our um, emotions to create a path for us to sometimes react to the things that people are saying or to information that we're receiving. And it can make it very difficult for us for the next few weeks to be objective about what is happening around us or to be objective even about ourselves. Because, you know, cancer has a tendency to, to build up these walls, like the hard crab shell, that protect us from the, what's the soft underbelly or, you know, what's going on inside, our more vulnerable, tender side. So we can become um, very much more emotionally reactionary. And we'll have to try hard to remember that Mercury moving through cancer is bringing us the ability, the opportunity to experience our emotions, to become more emotionally intelligent, if you will, and to become more aware of what the effect of emotions is on each of us, right? So we all have things, experiences that that trigger an emotion. The, the, the trick is, what we're all here to learn now is about how to use that emotional energy in a positive way, right? So the emotional energy that you feel or the emotional reaction, let's let's call it a reaction first because that's often what starts, right? We feel this reaction that's coming up from the fear or the anger or the upset or even the joy or the excitement of something. And then we tend to react to that in the outer world. So our, our, our uh, path of expansion for this is about really learning how now to take that emotional reaction that's coming up and instead of 
throwing that reaction outside is to stop or pause for a moment to really understand just in a little bit of space of a breath even, you know, how do I want to respond to what this is bringing me? So I don't want us to be afraid of the emotional energy. I want us to take that emotional energy and instead of reacting to it, to respond to it, right? That's what we're here to do, to learn, especially right now as we're in, in this, you know, beginning phases of an evolutionary leap in our human design, where we're moving away from the survival energy of the, the spleen and moving more into the, in, the intuition of the spleen, but definitely more into the emotional compass-like uh, energy of, of the solar plexus. So practice makes perfect, right? There's no time like the present to get started in learning these skills. Now, as we watch what's going on with Mercury for the rest of the month, uh, July 6th has already passed us, but that's where he squared Neptune. And Pauline, maybe this is where you were feeling some of that murkiness around a dream. It may not be that the dream is blown up, but it may just be more like the, it's changing in some respects, right? It's morphing, it, metamorphosis, right, going on here. On July 12th, Mercury will try and Jupiter from Cancer. So now we have travel in uh, the air. We have making plans for traveling or for expansion. So July 12th, just the day after Mercury moves into the sign of Cancer, it's going to meet up with uh, Jupiter, who is now in retrograde back at about the one degree mark of Pisces, a fellow water sign to Cancer. So we have a flow being established here and the flow the direction of that flow toward expansion. Yes, I love that one. And then July 20th, Mercury will sextile Uranus. Um, new information coming in. Uranus is the higher uh, level of Mercury. So if Mercury rules the mind and the information that's coming into our human brain, that's, that is um, you know, available for us right here where we live, the uh, planet Uranus brings things in from higher source, right? From the electric uh, awareness of uh, consciousness, something that comes to us as a surprise or an epiphany, a revelation sort of energy. So when Mercury and Uranus join up in a positive aspect, a sextile is positive, then it's exciting. It's excitement. There's new conversations. There's new connections being made between people, but even in your own uh, fear or field of energy, and it can be excitingly electric, right? That's electricity, new information, new connections, etc. On the 24th, Mercury will then trine Neptune. So we have another connection to Neptune. Neptune is in Pisces, the later degrees of Pisces. So as Mercury gets to the later degrees of Cancer, it will set off the trine. Now there's heightened sensitivity and emotional sensitivity, especially at that time, but as well our, our intuition is heightened. Our instinctual awareness is heightened. So that will happen the 24th. On the 25th, Mercury will oppose Pluto. Now of all the connections that Mercury makes this one, this month, this one is a little bit more difficult. This is the power of words, right? The power of words to destroy, to deplete, to cause pain, or the power of words to empower to encourage, to bring people joy or laughter. So in an opposition, as you know, we have this mm, stretching feeling, right? Where we have to balance these energies. 
So balancing these energies are going to require us to watch how we say what we say. And, you know, um, Pluto sometimes, I, I want to say Pluto sometimes does things in a subtle way. Um, it's not always subtle. Uh, subtle is probably not the best word, but there's this insistent pressure on things with Pluto. And sometimes it's not altogether obvious where it is that he's pushing us, but he is pushing us to rebirth or to regenerate or to transform, to empower, right? He's transferring this, this low energy, transmuting it even into higher energy, right? And I don't mean that in a hierarchical way. I mean it in a frequency sort of way. So using the words that you have then to uplift and empower means that you also may have to be looking at the words that you're using towards yourself, right? What are you saying to yourself about yourself, about what is happening in your life, about what is possible for you? And maybe it's not even just the words, it could be the thoughts, right? The thoughts that you're thinking about yourself. So we'll want to be very aware of how we are helping to empower and uplift others, but how are we also uplifting and empowering ourselves and in the off chance that you come across somebody who is uh, creating that disempowerment energy for you, it's your call to be able to bring yourself into alignment with your own power, to understand through the eyes of love that the other person is likely hurting, not you, right? Don't let other people bring you down, but then also watch what you're saying to other people. All right. Helpful questions? Etc. Etc. I'm going to close that out. Here we go. Um, so tell me how you're feeling out there. Tammy, hello to you. She says, my birthday is the 20th, the 20th of July, is it? Or I, I think I missed a part of the stream. Uh, if I had everything to win and nothing to lose, how would I act and how would I choose? Anonymous. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. So I think that's the the main message that I had, you know, here for this moon is that if not now, when, when, you know, is there some date in the future on the calendar that circled where you're going to claim your authentic self, where you're going to begin living from the heart? I say circle today, maybe circle tonight at 6, 17 PM or whatever time that is in your time zone. <laughs> that would be a great time <laughs> to choose to transform your life, to choose to live from this other way of being right <laughs> the, the 20th of july awesome coming up tammy uh carol the eve of my birthday my daemon came to me and taught me to create and then showed himself to me and visited me it was so powerful oh yes and you um you know we all have access to our guides our angels our our whatever you know support system that we have here and when you ask they will help, right? They will show you. They will do what they can to put you on the right path, but you have to allow that to happen. And then, you know, they're not perhaps very happy when you don't listen. <laughs> so listening might be important too. Uh, Sue says, thank you. I needed to hear this today. I love it. Good morning, Kathleen. Uh, my sister has her 65th birthday today. Happy birthday to JLo's sister. And uh, let's see, what else did I miss back here? Ursula was walking this morning and had the thought about when I felt most free. Ah, this is a good one, Ursula. Age 21, living in Florence, Italy. 
So I merged with that early me and tuned into feeling free again before she had kids, right? And really kids, you know, they just bring more responsibility. It's not that you're not as, you're not free anymore. You're always as free as you want to be. Um, you just have a different dynamic that you have to deal with as well. Another person to think of. So I absolutely love that. Um, what I thought I would do for the rest of the time this morning, if you didn't have questions, is, um, okay, yes, listen to the message again, Ursula, that's a great idea. And my inner self is dancing. I think all of our inner selves should be dancing right now. We could play music and just, you know, celebrate, but then I'd probably get copyright hits. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> Instead, how about if we do some card readings or I'm also open. Let's see, we have about, what time is it? Eight, there, I have 25 minutes. I can pull up some charts for people taking a look at where your new moon is, um, where your um, um, anything is, whatever it is that you want to look at. I would look at the new moon because that's the primary thing that's happening, especially with cancer being the sign of the new moon, also Mercury moving into cancer to get an idea of maybe what is in the nurturing um, compartment for you. Um, in the meantime, while I'm waiting for people um, to do that, I see Allison with a Woto, so I, I'll get that. I want to show you one last graphic this morning about um, uh, where Mercury is going to be hitting uh, for all of us over the next couple of weeks. So here's my Mercury in Cancer graphic. And I think you're probably, if you've been listening to me this week, you're probably going to notice something here. The gates that Mercury is going to be hitting are all the same gates that the sun has hit already and um, sun also moving toward the end of cancer, um, cl cleaning up, if you will, his transit through the sign. And the first we'll have the gate 15, right? We go back to our beginning. So on Sunday, as we start here, we have the gate 15, which is really about the love of humanity. So this is the the uh, one of the gates of love. There are four gates of love here on the identity center, which, oh, by the way, happens to be the center of love. It is the energy of love, right? And it is also in, if we take the center, like we did in um, the root center the other day, and we see this is the center of me in the shadow, self, which is that upper, the next level in the, the gift, and it's oneness in the highest expression. So oneness with your fellow humans, right? Oneness with yourself, oneness with spirit, God, source, goddess, whatever you words you use. So we have a theme going on here initially as Mercury moves into um, the sign of cancer around oneness and the love of humanity, right? What is it to be a part of this loving feeling. Now, after we move out of the gate 15, uh, we'll have, let's see, make sure I go in the right order here. After the gate 15, we jump down to the gate 52. Mercury in the gate 52 causes our minds to still, or at least that's the opportunity. It can also show us where we have stress. Remember, we just talked about this gate the other day, uh, last week, because this is where the sun was transiting through. And it was bringing us the energy in the gift of restraint, remember, and stillness in its highest expression and out of the shadow of stress, right? Stress because often, often stress because of the mind, right? Our, 
our mind not being our friend, right? The Ajna here, not involved, not involved in this Mercury, but it will also uh, um, likely give us access to what is in the mind that might be creating a, an anxiety or a fear. And now in the root center, if you remember, this is stress in the lowest um, energy of the center. It is drive, the drive to move outward, to evolve. And the highest gift here is evolution. So the drive to evolve, moving away from stress and into the energy of evolution. So then we have Mercury moving into the gate 53. And let's see the dates for the 53 because I, um, oh, I forgot the 39, 39 first. So the 39 from the 18th to the 20th and the 39 is the gate of provocation. We talked about this the other day too. Provocation, why? To move us more toward the abundance of spirit, to move us more toward freedom, emotional freedom, spiritual freedom, physical freedom, right here in the gate 55, where Jupiter is sitting. Jupiter at 55. So the whole channel of emoting is triggered for us as we get middle of the month, middle to the end of the month. And ideally, this is a, a great opportunity for us to learn how to handle our emotions. And then we go to the 53. So the, the planet Mercury from the 23 first to the 23rd, mirroring the sun's energy of this week in expansion, right? Expanding our mind, expanding how we think about ourselves, our, how, we, um, how we talk about ourselves or talk to ourselves or how we're talked to by others. So the gate 53, and then we move into the gate 62. This will be next week's sun energy, where we look at the intellect as the actual shadow right? The shadow of intellect, but the gift is being able to be in precision, right? To be able to just dig right in to what it is that is necessary for manifesting. The throat center, by the way, is the center that we think of as distortion in the shadow and um, metamorphosis in the gift, right? We talked about that yesterday or Wednesday. And then in the highest expression, emergence, what is emerging out of the throat, is our intentions, right? Our thoughts become manifest. So if you don't like what you see in your outer world, then you have to start by changing your thoughts, the alignment your thoughts have with your heart, and also the way that your um, emotions are telling you if or how you're aligned with your emotions or with your heart, excuse me. And then finally at the gate 56, where we have the storytelling gate, right? This is all about how, what story are you telling? How are you using your words? You know, um, often when we retell a story of a challenge or something that's happened in our life, it is really colored by the emotion that we felt at the time. So we can become more angry or angry again or a fearful again by the sharing or telling of the story. So we have to learn how to tell the story in a neutral way with no emotion attached to it but also in the context of how did this help fulfill your life purpose? How did this help the, how does this, you know, teach others uh, through my experiences or my stories, how to use energy more wisely or how to live their life more fully, etc. And then finally, the last gate that the uh, planet Mercury will be in for this month is the gate 31. That is a Leo gate 
So it isn't necessarily part of this Mercury and Cancer energy, but that will be the ending uh, uh, energy for the month where we get to look at the energy of leadership. How are we communicating honest leadership in our lives? So stop sharing that. All right, now let's see what people want here. Asa said, Allison D wants a Woto card. New Moon for Ursula, Christine, and Carol. Awesome. So let's do Woto for Allison first, and then we'll go into charts. Okay, so Allison, uh, I think what I'm going to do is ask the cards to show you the potential evolutionary path for you going forward with this new moon. How's that? Oh, my goodness, that jumped out. So, hmm, what do we have here? And it was upright, and it's called Deep Knowing, card number 43. Deep Knowing. So what's your deep knowing here, huh? Let's see. Uh, book 43. And we have the essential meaning is intuition, listening to the oracle within, empathy, and hypersensitivity. And here's the message. <clears throat> Intuition is the faculty that allows you to enter into a dialogue with source, the consciousness that you are a part of but cannot see within the naked eye. It's perplexing that people are taught to ignore this natural capacity to navigate their journeys to access their inner guidance. Know that you have an ability to read between the lines and find all the truth that was missing when the story was told. This deep knowing allows you to open the door to wisdom far greater than what is available in the limitations of human experience. You're given information that may make no sense whatsoever to the logical mind or to the five senses, but which is 100% correct and true. The trick is to listen and then to act accordingly. You're now invited into the sacred dialogue of deep knowing. So tune in and trust your vibes. They will be right. Ask and you will receive answers from unusual sources. I love that. That's a great card for you. All right. A great card for all of us, I think. Deep knowing, listening to what is being told to you by the oracle within. Right? I like that idea, the oracle within. Okay. Now, who was first with the charts? Oh, my phone. New Moon for Ursula, then Christine. Okay. So let me... Get your chart up first, Ursula. And, oh, I'm already there. And, sorry, my screen is jumping. Anybody else having weird issues with their computer screens, jumping or going to black and then coming back? I'd be curious to know if that's just something going on in my computer or is this something that uh, a program is interfering with on my computer? It's just very weird. And I'm going to pull up a transit chart for you, Ursula. Hold on. I want to go back. I want to make this easier to see. I'm going to draw only major aspects to it. And over here. There. That makes this much more simplified. And then I'll share my screen so you can all see it. And over here, oh, don't want to close you.
There we go. Okay, so you should be seeing Ursula's chart right now. And Ursula, so where's Cancer? That's the part that we want to look at. And what an interesting place for you to have this new moon. Uh, as you are in what is called your power wish period, because the sun and the moon both are moving through the sign of cancer. And that happens to be on your 11th house of hopes and aspirations or dreams, right? So this is a great time for you to really take a look at what you want. What are your desires? What's your, what's your vision, right, for yourself and for uh, who you want to be? where you want to go, who you want to do it with, what do you want to do? But start with the being, right? Who do I want to be? So you also have Mars in the 11th house by birth. So I think this is, you know, something that you're very capable of doing is envisioning, just like you were telling us about the, uh, um, the, the thought you had about being 21 and the freedom that you felt when you were in Florence, Italy. Uh, this is the power, it seems, that you have to be able to envision what it is that you desire or to envision the state of being that you will feel when you are living in freedom or in love or in creativity or, or you know, you fill in the blanks with, with the words here. Now, uh, the sun, I'm going to give you some dates. First, I got to find the right book. Here we go. I'm going to give you some dates because every year the sun is moving through this at a very predictable pace, right? It's coming to the 11th house in your chart every year when the sun moves into Cancer, which is usually June 21st. And let's see, June 22nd is the first full day of, uh, the, of the sun in Cancer. And through then July 22nd, when it is moving out of Cancer and into Leo. So for, you know, a, a, a full 30 days or so here, you are going to have the power of this kind of intention setting. So we have the new moon and the sun, and these are lagging behind each other. They'll be on top of one another in a few hours here, several hours actually. And they will be very close to your natal Mars, right? They'll be five degrees past it, but they'll have triggered something within you, maybe a creative urge, maybe some idea of what you want to do um, before it actually gets to that new moon. So be, be very you know, centered in what do I want? What are my desires? What's my vision? And again, as the artist, create the tabula rasa, the blank slate, what do you want to draw upon that slate now? And as well, the 11th house has a lot to do with friends and networking, you know, being with people, being with groups, um, groups that nurture your dream, not just any old group, don't go out and join the PTA just because but join, you know, or get involved with people that are like-minded, that are, you know, um, going to empower you, uplift you, or support you in achieving your dreams. So I hope that helps. I, I kind of like that, um, uh, that idea. Was I sharing my screen? Yes, I was. Okay. No, was I not? Uh, Okay. I don't know if I'm sharing my screen or not. Yes, I am. Stop. There we go. So hopefully that's helpful for you, Ursula. Sorry, I lost. I had a brain fart for a moment. Christine Buckingham. Let's take a look at your chart. Let me bring that up very quickly here. And it'll be quicker for you because, uh, oops, I shouldn't have said that. There you are. I know I have you in here. and share 
here we go. So Christine, Cancer for you is down here in the third house. So for you, this is really in a part of the chart that's related to the mind, right? Related to communication, how you're, how you're speaking to yourself, how you're being spoken to, what you're thinking about, what, uh, what is your mindset? So here is mindset, very powerful mindset here. So are you in stinking thinking or are you in empowerment thinking? That's going to be a big thing here. And, you know, maybe um, setting an intention so that you can really be hearing those positives and also be aware of when you start to, to, you know, go into the more negative and, you know, some cause have something that interrupts that process so that you can get back into the positive and express yourself and the thoughts in your mind in more positive ways. This is also a house that represents all communication. So writing, teaching, speaking, uh, dancing, poetry, you name it, right? A very communicative sort of area of the chart. So is there a new project that you want or something new that you want to learn or something that you want to teach, a skill that you want to teach, something new going on in your social media, um, are you, you know, in a new um, uh, kind of role of learning something? Or is there something now that you want to share with others? Um, I think for you, the, the issue might be about keeping clear with your mind about what it is that you want to share. Um, I'm going to take a quick look. Yeah, see, you're, you're also your Mars-Venus conjunction, which is coming up on the 19th, which is just Monday is over here in the fourth house. So maybe your thoughts need to focus more on creatively create creatively um, putting in a new foundation, right? What, what is, what is the, the fear that you have about security or about being able to sustain yourself? Because the opportunity might be for you to find creative ways to build a stronger foundation and to uh, change your mind about a lot of the things that have been going on in your life or the past, write the new story. Maybe you just need to write the new story, right? Because we've all had the things that have happened in the past. Some, you know, there's divorce, there's job losses, there's, you know, disappointments, there's financial disasters, there's deaths and, and passing on of the people that we love. So we've all got that in the past, but it's what, you, what does that trigger for you in your life? right? What does that trigger for you in your mind? Maybe rewrite how that story t is told, right? That's a big opportunity I think that you have. Uh, okay, now let's look at Carol. Uh, grow Jean. Carol, let me go to your chart. There we go. And Carol, you're a Cancer. So your birthday was just what the fifth? So this week. And um, we go and share the screen with me, with you, I mean. Okay, perfect. So here's Carol's chart. So Carol, Cancer for you is in the second house where you have a Sun-Jupiter conjunction at about 12 and 13 degrees with uh, the Sun having just recently passed by there because of course it was your birthday and the Moon coming through here. Maybe these two are about five degrees away from the new moon. So here is a contemplation of your value, of your self-worth. And of course, there are financial concerns here too, financial growth. 
but a lot of times the financial growth is an outpicturing of how much value you place on yourself, which is why money and value and self-worth are in the same house in astrology, because they're interrelated, right? It also happens to be a house of, of relation or a place where our relationship to finances and to ourselves and to the things that we value in our lives is very prominent. So take a look in and what are you nurturing within yourself right now? What are you nurturing in your life right now? What is helping you to become more valuable or to see your value in a new way, right? Our, our society, our world tends to put value on how much money you make or how prestigious of a job you have, how much you've been able to accomplish, et cetera, et cetera, right? Which are all things that you do, not about things that you are or who you be. So the opportunity here might be to really get clear about who you are, what you love, what is most valuable to you, and then to start taking action on those things, right? Not necessarily trying to be something that you're not or trying to be something that society says that you should be or to do the things or to even be what society thinks that you should be. The cool thing for you is that the sun and uh, Jupiter are in a conjunction. So your life is, is filled with expansion toward that, toward that end, uh, always creating more value, uh, being seeing yourself with more intrinsic value and not necessarily being valuable because of what you do for others or what you can provide for others. Um, but just because, just because of who you are, um, this might open up a time for new money coming in for you as well. New resources that you can tap into um, the new moon. If there's a project that you're trying to get off the ground, this can be a great time to set the financial goals for that project. So I think this is very positive in your case. Just a quick look at where your Mars and Venus are uh, in Leo right here um, in the third house. So where your your uh, Mercury is as well. So this is a possibility for creative energy aimed at creating maybe a new course of teaching, a uh, new way of being in um, counseling, coaching, all that kind of thing with people, new, new opportunities for expressing yourself and for also taking a look at what's going on in the mind, creatively using the energy of the mind to uplift, empower, and send you soaring and not to keep you locked into old patterns of in your life. So that's kind of cool. Uh, all right, helpful, let me know. Uh, let's see, Tammy would like a new moon reading. Okay, did I miss something here? New moon reading for Asa. Uh, mine design, my design sun and my north node, both design and personality is in gate 53 field, there's an important message. Asa, you are absolutely right. So maybe what we should do, uh, no, I don't have the time probably to do that, but let's look at the gate 53 for you. So if you have the sun there, I thought you had the sun, your design sun. Oh, so the design sun is the um, life purpose that you have, right? Your life purpose. And if your life purpose is in expansion, then you have to look to the soul's purpose. Now, the soul purpose for you, I believe, is gate 57. So your soul purpose is about intuition, about really tapping into intuitively what's right for you. And that can be right timing. It can be uh, right people, right opportunity. But you have to remember that intuition is not something that keeps nagging at you. 
right? It doesn't keep telling you, don't eat that stuff in the refrigerator. <laughs> it doesn't keep coming back at you and saying things like that. It says it one time. You either choose to listen and expand into the life purpose part of this, or you don't, and you miss something in the, um, in the span there, right? So for you, your life is all about intuitive guidance into the right thing, opportunity, or person, place that is going to create expansion for you. Now, the fact that your north node is there, both by design and personality, uh, in the 53, you've got a lot of emphasis going on the 53, right? The 53 is telling you something huge, expansion. Stop playing so small. And I know that you're hampered a bit with that because of the sun, I think, in your 12th house. Um, seems like I've talked to quite a few people lately with the sun in the 12th house and we're all trying to hide, you know, behind the bushes and not be seen. But we also have these other things that we want to do that require us to come out and be seen. So you have to come out from behind the shadows. You have to stop hiding, playing small. You have to expand. And the way you expand is to use your intuition and be in the right place with the right people, right opportunity. Okay. Let's take a quick look at your, um, chart see where the new moon is and then tammy i will get to you even even if we're a little bit over time i don't have a client until 10 so i have i have time to play a little um so asa now let me go to Streamyard and share the screen so asa tell me if that helped clear things up for you with the 53 here is your chart while we're waiting for you to do that i see your north note god I love astrology. I love astrology and I love human design. So we were just talking about the need for your North Node to expand. And here we have your North Node in Cancer in the ninth house of expansion. Now, Cancer, remember, is a sign that plays kind of hide and seek, right? It comes around the sideways when it doesn't hit something straight on. So if you are dealing with a fear or you're dealing with some major change in your life, you're probably coming at it from a sidewinder point of view. Like I'm getting there, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, but I'm not going to just go straight in. But your destiny is calling you to go straight to the heart, right? Straight into the vulnerability of being and living in your expanded self. So the sun is sitting today just about at the point of your north node two days ago it would have passed over it and that means you had a sun node conjunction so it's up in your face it's up in your face it is your clarion call right the i think you aren't you on the right angle cross of the clarion or something like that so the clarion is the the sound that is calling you out calling you to bring out your gifts, calling you to expand. And that's very clear here. And your new moon sits right with it. Just a couple of degrees, three degrees away, not even a full three degrees because this is at 1557. So let's call it 16. And the new moon is at 1802. So just it's in well within orb of this new moon for you to set the intention for your destiny of expansion. I don't know if I can make that any clearer. Right? You're just going to have to deal with the fears that come up with it around um, around anything that comes up around it. You've got to let those go. You've got to make peace with them. All right. So I hope that's helpful, Asa. Okay. Tammy Smith. Tammy Smith. There you are. 
We haven't taken a look at your chart in a while, Tammy. If ever on air here, I don't remember if we've done this or not. Let me go back to, no, I don't want that. I want to go to StreamYard. There we go. And share my screen. All right, Tammy. So you have Leo on your ninth house and Cancer on your eighth house. And you have uh, a house that's very filled with planets already, your own sun and your own moon. You were born at a new moon, right? The sun and moon were in a conjunction when you were born. So this lifetime for you is about all the new experiences that you can have, all the new things, learning, you know, new ways of being. Um, it, it's like you uh, graduated out of the next your past. Uh, previous life and into this one, <laughs> right? So that you're starting a whole new round of experiences. And you also have your destiny in Cancer at 20 degrees, which is also going to be very close to the new moon at 18 degrees. And then you also have your Venus here at 16 degrees, again, very much uh, close to where that um, new moon is going to be. So the new moon is in the very transformational house uh, the eighth house. So this is about sex, death, rebirth, other people's money, bonding in relationships, intimacy, uh, money that comes to you from other sources, things that you don't earn necessarily. So it can be from the sale of something that you have. It can be from uh, the government uh, grants or government tax refunds, all kinds of things that come, your spouse's income and all of that. So uh, you can look at this through different lenses if you want to with the new moon. You might just even hold it in general. What do I want to transform or what needs transforming in my life right now? Right. Go with that one. Now, because the new moon is also sitting uh, conjunct your north node, it's also part of your destiny. Right. If, what is what is my next step? What am I transforming to? And again, as the artist of your life. Are, are there some things that you want to let go of in order to be able to move on? Because the time is now, right? With this transformational energy, this is rebirth. This is regeneration. Re, re, regeneration. So um, the fear in this case might be about letting go, right? What happens if I let go and what fills the gap, right? Or am I am, am I making a wrong decision? There are no wrong decisions. I'm going to tell you that flat out, even if it looks like it was a spectacular flop, and I've had those, um, it wasn't a wrong decision. It just was teaching you something, right? There's something about being taught through transformation, what is real for you and what is not real for you. So lots of opportunity, I think, for you at this moment in time. Lots of lots of. And then Leo, of course, is in your house of expansion. So the creative energy of Venus and Mars coming together in that respect is giving you access to what is my true heart's desires. Um, in the ninth house, it's very expansive. It's how do I broaden my horizons? How do I see myself in a bigger light? How do I expand, right? It's expansive in nature as well. So hopefully that helps you as get an idea of what kind of intentions, you know, what area of your life you might need to do some work in, etc. cetera. Uh, questions, comments, uh, at Tammy Smith, there are two great Native American decks. Oh, yeah, Jamie Sams. I have that one. And uh, any questions that I have out there? Asa, I probably should check my messages here. I do have one. 
face ID, sorry. New moon reading, JLo, if you have time. I do. Let's do it. Let's do it, JLo. Um, Jacqueline Lopez, right? Ah. There you are. You can't hide from me. Okay, let me share my screen. And unfortunately, this will have to be the last one because I also have to produce the video <laughs> before I go on to my work of the day. This is my fun of the day. Of course, my work is my fun, so it's all fun. Uh, okay, Jacqueline. So you have cancer also in your second house like uh, Carol did. And you, the difference is instead of Jupiter in your second house, you have Saturn in your second house. And so at 13 degrees, that's funny. She had Jupiter, I think, at 13 degrees, wasn't it? And her son at 12 degrees. So you have this, you have Saturn at 13 degrees here. And um, interesting because the transiting Saturn is at uh, approximately 11 to 13 degrees of Aquarius. And that is an inconjunct to the sign that your natal Saturn is in. So there's some adjustments that you're having to make in all of this timing that you're at in. Um, there may be some, if you're, if you're trying to move through something right now, um, it might be self-worth related. It might be financially related. It could be about your values and how you live your values. Do you, are you in alignment with what you value? Um, and there may be something here that you need to sacrifice in order to get there. And sacrifice meaning to let go of, right? To, to allow the universe to carry you away in some direction. So you have, uh, with Saturn here, there's financial stability perhaps that is very effective for you, makes you feel very good. Meaning cancer is a sign that likes safety and security. So needing having a financial uh, safety net um, having a financial foundation in place that's going to help sustain you. Sustainable finances here, right? Rather than going into the fear of not having enough, of not being enough, then you are um, coming toward the uh, energy of I am enough, right? I have enough. I am able to sustain my life. So the, the sun coming through yours with Saturn is looking at sustainability. It's looking at you know, being more conservative, if you will, in the way that you address finances in your life. And not that you're spendthrift, that's not what I mean at all, but you also have a Taurus sun and Mercury in the uh, 12th house. So there might be hidden fears here about lack or about not being enough, not having enough. So you're kind of dealing with enoughness, seeing yourself in a way that's in enough, being aligning with your values and, um, you know, then attracting to you the financial things that you want or the opportunities that you want, the resources that you want by positive attraction and not by negative um, polarization or pushing them away. Your Mars and Venus are in the third house. So it's all about the mind, baby. It's all about what's in your mind. What are you thinking about? What are you focused on? Here's what happens often with something like this uh, condition that I see in your chart is that you can hear yourself saying one thing, but in your mind, you're thinking something else. And that can be um, putting those things at cross purposes. So then 
uh, you're really not moving forward. It's like having the foot on the brake and the gas at the same time, and you're just, you know, retreading, not really getting anywhere. So be very aware of what you're saying, how you're saying what you're saying, but also listening at the same time to what's going on up here in the head, because frequently this can be a call for you to come back into alignment, right? That you can align yourself, that there may be, like, for example, there was one time I was setting up a workshop for people and the the woman who was going to teach the workshop wanted uh, to charge a certain price. And I heard myself saying, that's a great price, right? For what you're offering, that's a great price. But in my mind, I heard no one's going to pay that price, right? So I'm saying one thing, but I'm thinking another cross purposes, right? So I had to realign myself with that so that there wouldn't be a mismatch when it came to the number of people that would sign up for that webinar. It wasn't a webinar, it was a workshop. And uh, that can happen to us a lot. So here's your your time to really kind of bring everything into balance and harmony. But you might have to give up a thought, you might have to give up something first to be able to see, to entertain that concept at all. So I hope that's helpful. Any questions about that? You're welcome, Tammy. Kathleen Mallory, wonderful work. Thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, JLo says, funny, my credit score just jumped 25 points today. That's awesome. That tells you you're doing something great financially. But now look at your values and what you know that means for you. Look at your income. What does that mean for you? Look at all of the things that have to do with your finances, with your value, uh, with your self-worth. And uh, JLo, I have 42.5 in my Chiron, so I'm sure it has to do with my mom's belief of not having enough also. Definitely could be, right? A lot of the things that, that happen to us come to us from our parents, um, from our lineage, if you will, right? A lineage. So if you have a lineage, for example, of, of financial struggle, you know, or of not having enough, then of course you inherited that right? And it's cellular, it's in your cellular memory. So you'll have to work with that in, in order to bring enoughness in. And that starts by, you know, your mind, I am enough, I have enough, uh, I'm abundant. And then making sure the emotions line with that, even in the midst of something that might seem like, oh, no, I have this bill, I have to pay, I forgot about this, right? Don't let yourself go down the hole, the rabbit hole of fear of not being enough or having enough. All right, everyone. Um, thank you so much for being with me today. I, If I'm missing somebody's questions, I apologize. Asa will get it to me. You can always email me, Janet at living-astrology.com. Ask your questions. Um, I will be with you on Monday morning. Monday will be the 12th. I forgot there was something exciting next week that I wanted to tell you about. I guess I'll tell you on Monday. <laughs> oh, it's the beginning of the new human design week. That's what it was. And uh, can you believe it's going to be the 12th already? It just seems like July started yesterday. Uh, have a happy new moon, everybody, and a happy Mercury into Cancer. Take care of everybody around you. Take care of yourself. Keep your mind and your hearts clear, clean and on what you desire. See you on Monday. Bye. Thank you, Asa.